Welcome to It's Called a Tasting. And it's classy. Today is July 6th, 2023. This is episode number six. Uh, we're finally back on track. It's been just a little over a month since we last chatted. We're going to do things a little differently. Normally, we like to talk about what's going, been going on, but there's a lot that's happened over the last month. So we're going to get right into the wine. So I'll start. Tonight, we're drinking a 2021 Villa Wolf Sauvignon Blanc. This is a member of the Lucen Brothers Company. It's I'm going to stop you right there real quick. We've got to introduce ourselves. It's episode six. By now, people know who we are. Oh, okay. My bad. I am George. And I'm Claudia. <clears throat> oh, George and Claudia. <laughs> 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 All right. I chose this one because this is Meta's White of the Month for June. It's summertime, so something a little light, a little fresh. This wine is located in Germany. You know what? Let's start with Germany. That makes more sense. So, again, we talk about the government a little bit. Germany is broken up into 16 states. Dates is their first order of organization. I couldn't name any one of them except probably Bavaria. This one is located on the western side of the state in the rhineland Pfalz state. This borders both France and Luxembourg. Okay. All right. It sits about 10 miles away from the Rhine River, and the two closest cities are Stuttgart, and I lost my place. Where did it go? I don't know, but this wine is calling me my name. Okay, we'll get to that in, in a second. You know what? It doesn't matter. It's near Stuttgart. This state, rhineland Pfalz, is south of Rhine-Westphalia, which is where most of our ancestry comes from. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's not too far away. Within, you know, maybe 100 miles or so. rhineland Pfalz consists of 24 districts. Districts seem to be close to cities, or sorry, counties, but not completely. It, the difference is if a city is more than 100,000 people, then that will become its own district. Oh, yeah. interesting. So you could have a district within a district. No, it's its own district. It, it wouldn't be part of the county then. So it's, it's I don't know if we have a city in the, our space. It's like taking Youngstown and calling Youngstown its own county. Even though whatever county it's in would still surround it. See, that's what I'm saying. It's a it's a district within a district. Geographically, yes. Okay. But government-wise, no. Okay. All right. This is the crazy thing. We don't think of Germany being that big. Right. But within of 16 states, this is just one. They have 13 cities that qualify as their own districts. So they have 13 cities that have 100,000 people or more. Wow. Are they just that clustered together? I think that's just how dense the population of, of Europe is. Yeah. We don't see that here. Within Germany total, 294 districts. Oh, sorry. 294 districts that are just districts by themselves. On top of that, 107 urban districts. What are urban districts? That's the 100,000 people cities. Oh. So 107 cities in Germany have 100,000 people or more. That's crazy. Yeah. So I, I'm not doing fast math right now. That's over 10 million people. So this seems to be a farming state. I couldn't really find any tourism within it to go check out. There are 20 castles in the state to go look at. Do so, castles are fun. Yeah, they can be. I didn't go into a single one of these castles. I don't know if you can go stay in like we did in Hereland or not. But let's talk about the winery then. So this winery, again, sits in uh, Rhineland Faults, founded in 1756. So this is an older one. Oh, here's where my geographical information is. That would help. So yeah, 40 miles from Frankfurt, sorry, and 60 miles from Stuttgart. It was a highly regarded winery for over two centuries, right? So into about the mid-20th century. During the mid-19th century, they had an Italian estate house built on the property. And I'm going to jump ahead. You can go tour here. You can do a, a winery tour, and mm. it looks gorgeous. Uh, it has a you know a wine cellar you can go down into and do tastings in. Ooh. It was, it, I'm horrible at describing things, but it was pretty. 
it did start to decline in the 20th century until it was purchased by Ernst Lucen in 1996. So fast math, he's had it for 27 years. He's been turning it around, or their company has been turning around. They have 13 labels under the Ernst Lucen brand. One of these is the Villa Wolf Winery. It's located on just 10 acres of land. That's tiny. That's what I thought. That's yeah. like the size of Mark Twain over there. Yeah, probably. I mean, 10 acres, I think, is like a quarter of the land my grandparents had, I think, roughly. Holy crap. And that's a that a vineyard? Yeah. Hydroponic or the, that vertical yep. growing? Oh, I don't know. It seemed to be just traditional winery. Hmm. Interesting. And then the last thing, they, in addition to the Sauvignon Blanc, they also grow, grow Riesling Pinot Blanc, which I hadn't heard of before and I didn't dig into. I probably should have. That'd be interesting to try. Pinot Noir and Dornfelder, which I didn't dig into either. Oh, so we learned two new wines that we need to try out. Dornfelder and... Pinot Blanc. Yeah, that just sounds interesting. All right. I don't know. Any, any questions? I don't probably don't have answers anyway. No, I, I, I think we might have to expand our horizons on this label and try those two different wines that we talked about. All right. I like you doing this, but I can if you want. Can you describe the label? No, I want to hear you describe it since you say that you can't describe anything very well. Well, this one's a very plain white label. It says Sauvignon Blanc, 2021, Villa Wolf, Ernst Lucen. The only graphic on the entire label is this teeny tiny house, which does look very similar to the Italian estate house they have built on property. Oh, that's interesting, too. I did want to note that this was a twist cap and not a cork. Oh, yeah. It's so most wines nowadays are starting to go to twist caps instead of corks due to health concerns. I don't know. We'd have to dig into that one. Somebody once told us that it's a shortage in cork material, but I don't believe that's true. All right, so the ABV for this wine is 11.5%, so it's a little lighter. So this, mm. you probably do want to be drinking this one during the summertime. You go ahead and take a stab at color and thickness. So I was looking at this, and as you're reading it, it's very clear, very, very clear. However, it has like this green hue to it, and you can't really tell in your glass because of the coloring around it. But if you look just past it, it almost has like a green hint to it. Could I? Okay. So I don't know if you can tell better. Yeah, I can see it. It's all right. Based on the color, I'm predicting pear and cucumberish. Okay. All right, you ready? Yep. Yeah, I can't smell any flavors. Not yet. I would buy the pear. Citrus and maybe a little pear? Yeah. Not, uh, sorry, crap. Not cucumber. Not at all. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, let's taste it. Ooh, definitely pear. Ooh. Ooh. Super sweet. Not super sweet tart, but super sweet nice i don't know how else to say it's not tart it's what's the opposite of tart i don't know i really don't know honestly i thought this was going to be sweeter based on the smell and it it wasn't it was a nice sweet it was ve it's very smooth there's no tart i don't feel it in the back of my tongue right that's the extent of my vocabulary for descriptive it's a nice sweet i think it's pear i want to say strawberry but i don't think it's strawberry so it's clearly on the sweet scale mm -hmm. it's not dry at all Scale of one to five, what would you give it for sweetness? I would give it a 3.8, 3.9. Okay. I'd go with an even three, so not terribly off. Is it bitter or acidic? No. I, I don't think so at all. Not tart, smooth, crisp, or a bite? Crisp. Really? Well, I would, I guess. Smooth, leaning towards crisp. Yeah, I, I would say somewhere in there. All right. So what would you want to eat with this wine? Watermelon. <laughs> no. No, like some kind of fruit melon. I wouldn't want to eat a fruit that has a lot of liquid in it. We're already consuming liquid. It's already sweet. I would go chicken breast. Nice grilled chicken breast. I would stick to salad, something All right. not heavy. Like a Caesar salad would be good. All right. What score would you give it out of five? K. 
Can I reserve that score until I'm a, a glass in? If you want. We'll have to ta- or earmark that to come back. Okay. Okay. I would give it a pretty good score. This is. I thought the sweet smell was going to turn me off, but I think it's one of the better ones I've ever had. I would look for this and buy it again. Absolutely. Actual tasting notes. Citrus, guava, tropical fruit, and saline. Saline? A little salty. Okay. Uh, and it recommends pairing this ooh, grilled shrimp, which maybe goat cheese. Yes, like a bruschetta almost. And asparagus. Asparagus in goat cheese. Ew. Why would that be bad? We put cheese on asparagus I, anyway. I know, but goat cheese is more of a... It has its... I don't know. It just sounds gross together. No, see, I, I told you, like a vegetable. I, I don't know if I would pair it with meat. Okay. I really like it. This is one of my favorite Sauvignon Blancs. I'll save the score. I'll save my score until later. We just have to remember. Okay. So in things to talk about, I have eight items earmarked since last time we spoke. Holy crap. It was a busy month, wasn't it? Was it was a really busy month. And a busy end of the May. End of the May. End of May. So starting off, Allie graduated right after we did that podcast? Yes. I mean, we went to the graduation ceremony. It was long. Yeah, I actually enjoyed Kurt Yancey's speech. I know the girls had problems with it, but say you hated it. I don't care. It really became intolerable. We're watching every single kid walk up and get their diploma. There's like 500 kids. It took forever. Although I thought the one cool thing was that each graduate got to select a teacher from their their past to hand them their diploma. And one of the kids that we saw go across had, what's his name? Shouldn't name drop anyway. I liked oh. all I did with Yancey. Uh, kindergarten teacher. He selected his kindergarten teacher. He did. And this kindergarten teacher is probably one of the most well, he chose his job well. He's meant to be a kindergarten teacher. He's strict enough to teach and mold those young minds and teach them habits that they're going to take on for the rest of their lives. And I think that's what this graduate chose was this teacher that inspired him to be the best person he could be and gave homage to him. Mm -hmm. And then after Allie graduated, uh, we went to Disney World the next day with Marta and met her mom and her aunt again. Yeah, that was fun. It was a cool moment arriving in Orlando like an hour before they did and then just waiting at the gate for her mom to show up. I thought she was was going to literally tackle her mom and knock her off her feet. That was pretty close to a tackle. <laughs> it was pretty close. It was a, she ran and it was a very hard, aggressive hug. Well, considering she hasn't seen her in like, oh, she saw her for Christmas. Just a little bit, yeah. But still, being away from your mom when you're 17 is extremely hard. I can only imagine. And it's not just like a drive away. It's a half a global way. Right. Yep. So how was Disney World with them? It was different. It wasn't as fast paced as it has been in the past. And I thought it was much more casual. And it was interesting to get to know Marta's mom. It was different for the fact that I did not want to rope drop with you guys every morning. It was exhausting just Mm -hmm. doing that. But so I stayed back with Marta's mom and we had a cup of coffee and chatted, got to know each other, and we would gradually make it to the park with you guys. That was the fun part for me, was getting to know her and getting to know her personality. And So one of the interesting things, though, was that Allie was going off on her own this trip for the first time. You're right. Because right? the last time she was in Disney World, she was still 14 and we weren't quite yet comfortable. Now she's 17, almost 18, and we were comfortable with her going off and doing whatever. She even took Ted there for... Yeah, and and that's what I was getting at. Day one when we landed and went to the parks, I don't know, we weren't getting tired, but our room was ready and we wanted to get that settled. So we let her take go off with Teddy. And this was one of the telltale signs for me with Marta's mom and her aunt is that we went back to the room, got settled, and we had picked up some wine. And then uh, we're just sitting around the room. We easily killed a bottle of wine, maybe two. 
right there and it was just comfortable i didn't want to go back to the parks yeah although i lost my voice again this this trip to disney i rode two rides where we have pictures of me in tears or almost in tears between oh two new rides the tron coaster that was just too quick for me to get worked up and then we had guardians of the galaxy where halfway through i had a panic attack and just wanted to off the ride to the point where when we disembarked from the ride itself, the attendant was, just sit over here and calm down. It's okay. Mm-hmm. And then the picture that resulted from that that ride was awesome for everybody else but me. And then after that screaming fest, we went to Ride Tower of Terror, where rode with uh, Marta and her mom and Allie. The video was very incriminating for me. These were all on different days. Were they? Yeah. I thought they were all on the... No, you're right. Guardians was at Epcot. All different parks. We didn't park hop until the last day of the trip. I know. We paid a little extra to go to the water park and didn't spend as much time as I thought we would. Oh, we went to, we did, we tried to do Drink Around the World. That was a fun day. It was, but I, I fell flat. I, I screwed up by drinking. I don't know. I don't know how I've done this before other than taking all day. Oh, I do remember. I take it back. You, we were, I was riding Guardians with the kids again. And you went off and started having some drinks with my tea. So when I caught up with you, I had to catch up, catch up with you literally with alcohol. I'm trying to remember what I did. We did the, you know, started in Mexico. We were going clockwise. It wasn't a beer in Mexico, was it? I think you did do a beer because we did margaritas. Or did you get margarita? I don't think I got a margarita. This is how good the day was. Mixed a margarita with, oh, I definitely had a beer in Norway because I had an Einstock. Then a tipsy duck which is bourbon mixed with who knows what else in china and then a beer in germany and wine in italy or something i don't remember (laughs) (laughs) but at that point i started having trouble keeping things together so we just had to stop yeah we had a lot of fun though really good pictures from that day who did we go see talking heads plain white tees yes i was i was really excited to watch that we know you were don't make fun of me Anyways, when we flew back, we only had one day. It was very, I guess, ostrich syndrome with her leaving, and I didn't realize it. I was just ignoring it and not dealing with it until we were on the way home. I I was listening to my music that was saved on my phone, but a sad song happened to be on as the airplane's wheels touched the ground, and as soon as they did, so did the realization of, oh, crap, she's going home tomorrow, and wasn't ready for it. But we got home on that Sunday, and then we uh, we had a little bit of time to cl- get clean or get the stuff, get the stuff, get the house cleaned up, and get ready for a party. We were throwing her that going away party. Had a whole bunch of friends over. None of her immediate high school friends were able to come that night, but all the of our our neighborhood crew. It was really good that I was happy everybody was able to meet Maite, able to say their goodbyes, and then we took her to the airport the next morning to drop her off. And that's where I lost my stuff. Yeah, we all did. I'm usually the more emotional person, and I think with this, I kept my I kept myself together. I think for everybody until we got there. Oh no, not not until we got there. You were crying the whole way in the truck. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It is okay. I miss her. I mean, who can say? Who can say if she'll ever be living in America again? I don't think she'll ever be living in Columbus again, and that's fine. I remember sending her off though. Still, I know it's only been. Five, six, 32 days. Doesn't even seem that long. That's how busy the month was. I mean, it seems a lot longer than that, right? 32 days. Sending her off is still etched etched in my mind. You don't want to talk about Mickey D's. Oh, I can. That was, that was pretty. That was pretty funny? No, it was, it was. 
it was it was very somber in the truck after we dropped her off, right? So we all got back in, just the four of us now, just Liz, Teddy, Allie, and I. We're driving down 670, I think, on the way back home. Again, very somber, almost like we left a funeral. Uh, that's a good way to describe it. I don't know, my comment to the, the truck or the, my, the family was, you guys just want to get some French fries and some Coke from McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody did. So that's what we did. That's how we coped with it. We all got French fries and Coke. <laughs> we ate our feelings. It's the worst thing you could do, but it made us feel good at the moment. It was a really hard day. And it was like a couple days that it was still hard. I think we took Monday off and worked from home on Tuesday and it was still a mess. It was very depressing. It, it was, I think it was three days of grieving, for lack of a better word. There's still not a day that goes by without her crossing my mind, which I'm thankful for. It was about three days before I just didn't feel aching all the time. Did we put Carrie down? That was the last one. Oh, that was? Okay. The comment I made to people at work was in comparison. It was harder to say goodbye to Marta than it was to say goodbye to Carrie. But I think a lot of that was just timing with life, right? Carrie was at that age where it was just her time. And yeah. Okay. So OAR. We, or I should say Sherry, got the brilliant idea back in February to get tickets to go see OAR. And it was a girl's excursion. And it was amazing. We may have drank and enjoyed the entire evening. It was amazing. It was fun. It's been a long time since I've hung out with friends at a concert without Kevin. Kevin and I are really good concert goers. We like listening to live music. It's one of our jams. And I actually think Kevin was mad at me at first when we found out that Sherry had gotten tickets for all the girls. No. No? Okay. Not a little jealous? No. Okay. Was it a good concert? It was a really good concert. Did they play Hey Girl? They did. Did they play Road Outside Columbus? They did. We know they played Crazy Game of Poker. I'm. Did they play Shattered? They played Shattered. I'm running out of songs off the top of my head. War Song? I can't remember. <laughs> it was a good night, but they played for like three hours straight, nonstop. And it was like one of those, when I say nonstop, the music never stopped. It was either a drum beat, a bass, a guitar, a sax, a trumpet. Like, it was really, really good. But that's how I remember them. They've always been that way. You guys were out late that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we may have hit the bar after the concert, too. Which bar? We went to the dive bar that Nikki and Joe like to go to after games. It's over by uh, North Market. Oh, the dance club? The No. No, no it's the one that has the Astro... Oh, uh, yes. fake grass in the one side of the, the bar. Gotcha. Um, I don't know what's called. We're going to look it up. Char bar. Char bar. Yes. That's exactly what it is. It's a dive bar. Oh, do you want to give our rating? Sure. All right. I would give this a three and a half. Reason being is I'm not a big white fan. It's very good for white. I like... The one that we usually get from, what is it, Costco? If I'm going to drink white, it'll be Sauvignon Blanc. It's my favorite, white. But this is just average for me. It's not stellar. Okay. I would give it a 4.2. I really like it. I was debating 4 to 4.5, so we're just going to go middle of the road. And if I had to do that, I would lean towards the lower. So 4.2. Actual rating in Vivino is 3.7. So after OER, then we had Allie's graduation party. Which... I think was pretty awesome. I think we did do a pretty good job. I think. 
I mean, it worked out the way I wanted, where we had most of the people we invited showed up at one time or another. But we started at 2 o'clock, and it was expected to be, you know, come and go throughout the day. We stayed open, for lack of a better word, until like 8 or 9 o'clock at night. Maybe it was 8 o'clock. It doesn't matter. It was late. It was family early on with some older friends. Allie's friends were in and out throughout the afternoon and early evening, and then our close friends from the neighborhood were over in the evening, which was perfect. It's exactly what I wanted. At the end of the night, though, that was my favorite part of the entire day. Which, I don't know what you're saying. Where we just sat out on our driveway with Mighty and Marta and you and me. and That was when we sent Marta away. That's not Allie's graduation. Oh, you're right. That wasn't Allie's graduation. Yeah. But we had the similar kind of thing, though, right? Uh, sort of. We were all sitting in the garage. Mm. I mean, you can add that on here in a second if you want. I'd like to. Okay. So no, uh, one of Allie's friends from high school, which she's known since she was in sixth grade, her mom came with her or with him. Gosh darn it. I'm trying not to use names and it's getting difficult for me <laughs> to keep the, the pronouns right. So his mom stayed with us for most of the afternoon, which was surprising. And I got to know her better than I have in years. And by stayed, you mean hung out with us in the garage at a table? Yeah. Just chatting. Just yeah. chatting and hanging out. And then we finally got to meet Allie's boyfriend's dad. Yeah. Allie's boyfriend's parents are complete opposites. <laughs> he seemed very outgoing while hmm. Allie's boyfriend's mom is seems very... Reserved. Very reserved. And then Allie's boyfriend looks like his mom and his brother looks like his dad. Mm -hmm. I would say that they give the same description of us, though, that you just gave of his parents. You're very outgoing, eager to talk to whoever, whenever, where I'm much more reserved until I get to know you. Mm. Right. And then it's fair game. I would agree. I'm really glad we moved the TV out there and we had the slideshow going all day. We were able to play the actual slideshow I made. I'm over that TV, by the way. Yeah, I know. Okay. We'll get a new one sometime in the next six months-ish we we'll for sales. Super Bowl? It's in January. It's in February. The big TV sales are in January. Okay. After Christmas has passed, before the Super Bowl. Okay, we can we can write it out. All right, after Allie's graduation was my parents' 50th. I didn't, you know, honestly, and I'm not, I'm just going to leave this in here. I didn't even put your parents' 50th on here. We can talk about it, but before your parents' 50th, we went out and played golf for anniversary. <gasps> oh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, we went to Willow Run. It wasn't a bad course. It was the fastest time it took us to play 18 holes ever. Mm -hmm. My long game is spot on. No. <laughs> Better than yours. Better than mine that day. Oh, okay. And then my short game was awful until Kevin started giving me some kind of direction. And for once, I'm actually starting to listen to him. And you could definitely see the difference in my, in my short game. He beat me in the front nine. And I think I beat you in the back nine. Yep, just not well enough. Yeah, I was slicing everything off the tee box that day. And then even a little bit out of the fairway, at least with my rescue wood. Everything was going to the right. So finally, in the last couple of holes, I, I did what I probably shouldn't have done, but just playing to my game that day, I, I started aiming left. And then it, most of the shots then were hooking right yet, but <laughs> or slicing right, and just landing in the fairway where they're supposed to be. Yeah, it was fun. It's a, it's a tightly packed course. It was Will Run. Did I say that? Mm -hmm. All right, tightly packed course. Car path was the worst. Yeah. I mean, I, with the tightly packed course, I was still thinking. There, we didn't really get into trouble any time where we were hitting into other people. I landed the ball over near green once. A <gasps> different green. And I had a ball zing past my face when I was driving the cart back to you. 
you're right. So the cart path was bumpy. It was a mix of gravel and asphalt, and the asphalt was falling apart. Uh, but even the fairways were bumpy. There were times when the ball would bounce up when it shouldn't have. That's right. And then when I asked him about it, his comment was, we're outweighing the money that we're going to lose if we invest in nice cart paths that we would get if we sold it right out. So, But after that, we went to Three Tigers Brewery in Newark, Granville. 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 It's in Granville, yeah. That place is really good. I really like it. Uh, I like the food. I like the atmosphere. It just is out in the middle of nowhere. I want to drive out there one day, go for a bike ride, start there, go for a bike ride and finish there and have a meal and a couple beers and then drive home. Oh, that would be good. It would be a really hilly ride though. I would plan a really hilly route. <sighs> I don't know if I could do that. I know you can't do that. You would tank me. I can keep up with you if it's not hilly. No, you Hold can't. Hold on. No, you cannot. I'm getting better. You're getting better. I'm getting closer. We've been biking on the Westernville Bike Club as well on Mondays. I had my best ride this last Monday, and I felt very proud of myself. Kevin's been biking a lot more lately due to his Achilles not functioning as it should. Yep. Three Tigers was good. Yeah, what did we, we split some buns and... Pot stickers. Yes. It was perfect. It was perfect. Uh, and then we went out for anniversary dinner the Friday after. You can say whatever you want about actual anniversary. It was just... It was a good day. It was relaxing. We didn't really do much. No, I mean, ever, or the night we went out for our anniversary. Oh, the Friday night we went out for our anniversary? Yeah. Oh, that was very, very unexpected. Kevin, how did you find this again? I used chat GTP. GTP? Yes, that sounds right. And what did you Google? Or what did you put in chat? I said, give me date night ideas that involve alcohol. And it came up with a lot of ideas like go to a wine tasting or beer tasting or brewery tour or, and the one that, that caught me was speakeasy, which I mean, just by chance we have a speakeasy coming to Westerville next year. It's like, oh, that sounds fun. Let's see where we have speakeasies in Columbus, which I assume is just a bar that's, you know, sort of hidden and you kind of have to know it or to find it. And this one in Easton came up called 40 Deuce. It was really cool. Took Liz to dinner because the food there didn't look awesome. The at the restaurant below it, it's supposed to be awesome, but we weren't there for that. We're going to the speakeasy. We check in. The guy is... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You didn't tell me where we were going at all, no. all week. You just said, dress nice. Why put on a nice dress? We went in, we go into 40 Deuce, and it just looks like a normal bar, like a pizza dive bar. It looked really cool. We walk in and they're like, are you here for the show? And I'm like, I don't know. Are we here for the show? Pretty safe to assume we're there for the show. And they stamped us with this blue or or this uh, black light stamp that only you can see in the black light. And said, just wait over there and we'll let you in a little bit. And they call us over and we go up. They ushered us behind, behind the bar, through a doorway, through the kitchen to a freezer door, which they proceeded to open, and you had to open up like the plastic curtain almost, and they ushered you upstairs to another room, which was a dance floor with a bar attached to it and some seating. And they had a burlesque show, which floored me. Who knew that you would have a burlesque show in Easton? And it wasn't just like a normal burlesque show because most burlesque show only have like tassel pasties and and underwear. But these stripped down to G-strings and just pasties. It was It was more than I was expecting. <laughs> <laughs> but they had a three uh three-person band. 
It was a bass, a trumpet. Was it a trumpet or a sax? It was a sax. Saxophone. So a sax, a bass, and a three-piece drum set Mm -hmm. as a live band. And it was like a U-shaped stage that they came out. And they did like a striptease almost. It was... They did, but it wasn't raunchy. It wasn't raunchy. It was really pretty. And it was sexy, but it wasn't over the top. Yeah. I, I think the two things I would rather see in it is not down to G-strings and pasties, just down to, I don't know, b- bikini briefs or and a bra. Because I think that the subtlety is sexier. And then also if they were performing some. So I, I maybe it was, it was my bad assumption, I guess. I was expecting that they got the live band there. I know the type of music they're playing. I expect they're probably going to sing a little bit or something. And that didn't happen. So you were looking for like a Chicago burlesque. Yes. Hmm. Yeah. And it was okay. The price to get in was $25 a head. It was three different dancers. They each came out for probably 10 minutes. 10, 15 minutes, yeah. Oh, I, I think 15 minutes is a stretch. But they did their show, and then they went back, and that was pretty much the end. I think the whole show end-to-end took like 45 minutes. We were seated there an hour before the show started. But we kept get being called the best-dressed couple. Because yep. we, I actually think we were overdressed, but... I liked it. A little bit. It was our anniversary night. I know, but I liked it. I liked the attention. It was really nice. Hmm. So we had a waitress there, and I would describe her outfit. I don't know what she was actually wearing. It seemed kind of... It was like a a jacket, like a smoking jacket almost. Oh, you think? Maybe I didn't see... Maybe I wasn't looking hard enough, so yay me. (laughs) I thought it looked more French maid outfit, but no, see, I wasn't paying close enough no, attention then. it was just a smoking jacket and a G-string with stockings attached. Well, she with had garters. something over her chest. No, it was the coat was buttoned down. Oh, really? It, yeah, it was just a coat. That's why I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> okay, well, yay me. I really wasn't looking hard enough. <laughs> I was. I was enjoying the show. Okay. I know that the jacket was short enough that when she walked away, you could see her butt hanging out the bottom. And that was, I know it was okay. I know we were allowed to watch, but it was just making me uncomfortable. And the guy, who did we decide that the guy looked like that was DJing? We never really figured it out. Oh, he looked like some famous guy from a movie. I thought we did figure it out. Not an attractive guy though. No. No, we didn't figure it. Not the guy. It's like a Sean Penn almost. No. Nobody, no A-lister. No A-lister, but it was just, I don't know. I'm going to have to Google it again, but. All right. Did you want to talk about your parents' party? I did see Ar- Don and Arliss, which was the main reason I really wanted to go down was to see them. Uh, I haven't seen them since Allie was four months, five months. And Arliss was a big part of my life. She's the one that my mom and dad both did Sunday night dinners and instilled that habit into me that I brought back to our family and we have Sunday night dinners now with our best friends. Don't take credit. That was not your idea. It was my idea. No, Sherry started Sunday night dinners. Did she? Yes. We had Sunday night dinner over here for the first time. No, it was over there. Was it? Yes. I was busy. I couldn't. I had stuff to do for work that I'd saved till the end of the weekend, and they invited us last minute, and I didn't have time. I had to get whatever that work thing was done. Okay. Last Friday, you went to Taylor Swift with Allie. <gasps> oh, that was awesome. Okay. So, Taylor Swift Eras Tour. To start out, Ticketmaster sent out, what was it, pre sale or 
you had to get a code. You had to get into a lottery for a code for pre-sale tickets. You had to be Taylor Swift fans, which Allie was. She got a pre-sale ticket or a pre-sale code. And I was sick that day. And she's like, Mom, you got to go get these tickets. You got to sit online. I'm like, fine. I sat there for six hours jiggling a mouse. Got six tickets, $250 a ticket in the club seats at Paycor Stadium. The next day, even though it took me so long to get those tickets, the next day I find out that there was something wrong with Ticketmaster and tickets ran out. They had crashed their system and for me to actually get tickets at that price at that seat where those seats were was amazing. Nobody could get tickets. It was a whole big deal. Ticketmaster's getting sued. They did get sued, didn't they? I don't know. Either way, got six tickets, ended up having Allie's friend that was also Marta's best friend here, Mm -hmm. went with us, uh, and an old classmate of Allie and a current friend of hers, and her mom and aunt went with us. We went down for dinner and ended up going to the concert, and it was really not what I expected. It was really a lot of fun. It was hot. It was 91 plus humidity in the middle of a football stadium, but... We didn't have to stand in line for general admission into the front gates. We actually got the club seats where we had went in on the side of the stadium, had our own entrance, had our own access to a set of bathrooms. So we never had to wait in line for anything. It was really nice. The concert itself was really amazing. I would put it in top three concerts I've ever been to. So much show, so much visualization, and the music was spot on. She played for three hours and 15 minutes nonstop. She played at least one or two songs from all of her eras, 10 albums. It was really, really good. I enjoyed it. And it was those moments that I won't ever forget, especially since Allie was, I took Allie to her first concert when she was five. Yep. Five. And it happened to be a Taylor Swift concert. The last concert that she is technically mine, we went to go see Taylor Swift. Aw. It was perfect. Okay, so you brought the topic for tonight. So, topic to reminisce on is, in homage with Allie leaving for college, what do you remember about your summer before you went to college and your first couple weeks there? I remember some. I don't remember exactly. Like the first month after high school, like I graduated on a Sunday. I remember the Tuesday after, like two days later, Metallica's Load album was dropping. And the record store in the Woodland Mall in Bowling Green wow. was opening up at midnight to sell it. I mean, I in retrospect, I can't imagine that place ever doing something. And with that place, I mean the, that mall ever doing something like that. So me and my friends went to go pick it up at midnight. For whatever reason, I remember we ate at Burger King beforehand. Not that that matters. But yeah, it was fun. Picked it up, threw it in the car, CD player, immediately listened to it on the way home. From there until my birthday, I don't remember. And the only reason I remember my birthday is my parents didn't require that I get a job during high school, but once I graduated, I had to. And the job they had me get was working at dad's factory as, as I don't know what even they call it, a pallet stacker, I guess. Dad worked at a can factory. The cans come in on this layer. You push a button. It drops the layer. You put a piece of plastic down. Say, hey, more cans. They come on. And you do that like 21 columns. No, 21 rows deep. Doesn't matter. I couldn't work there till I was 18. And I graduated when I was 17. So it took about a month before I turned 18. And then I could go to do that. I hung out with my friends quite a bit, I'm sure. Went to Cincinnati my first year. 
Yeah, I do remember them taking me to orientation, which was different. I didn't I didn't do the thing that was kind of standard at the time, which was go to orientation and you spend a night in the dorms just to see what it's like before moving in, which, I mean, that's what it's going to be like for Allie, too. So that makes me happier that we're doing what we're doing with her. So I remember they took me down to move me in. It was later in the week, but it wasn't a weekend yet. It was like, I don't know. Actually, maybe it was the weekend. It might have been the weekend. It doesn't matter. They helped move me in, and then they just said goodbye and left. And I remember I, I had met my one roommate. My one roommate was from Perrysburg, so I went and met him, and we had, we went bowling and had some meal or something, which he ended up moving out before freshman year was done, didn't, so that didn't matter. But I, I knew him a little. We weren't meant to be lifelong friends, didn't know my other two roommates yet, and it was just very much a, holy sh**, what do I do now? So I did end up going to McDonald's that, that very first night with the, the guy from Perrysburg. I don't know. It was like a week until school started. We had all the usual orientation activities that Allie will have as well. It was probably about three weeks before I came home. I came home more often than I should have my freshman year. I mean, probably definitely at least once a month. Wow. Yeah. And I can't believe my parents were willing to drive down and pick me up and then drive down and drop me back off. Six hours round trip. Yeah, that's not, I'm not doing that one. <laughs> we can't. I know. It's 12 hours round trip. It would be, here's your ticket, you're flying, because that's much easier and cheaper than us doing it for Allie. Right. I know my roommates and even the guys, you know, in my little hall, I lived in a dorm that was shaped kind of like a cross or a plus sign, if you looked at it from the top down. So we had one of the wings of the plus sign, and it was only like five or six rooms. I know those guys were immediately going out to frat parties. And I know that sounds stupid coming from a Mac school, because you didn't really party for when you went to Ohio State. We did not party at all, which would have been a party school. Cincinnati is a party school. Hold on. Bowling Green is a party school. Sorry. Bowling Green is a party school. Cincinnati frat parties are fun too. It's not, I don't even know what Bowling Green frat parties because. Yeah, I didn't do them. That's not my jam. So I know they were immediately going to those and it took me probably a week or two before I was comfortable at least going and not participating in the drinking alcohol because I didn't drink any alcohol until later in freshman year. Actually, I mean, you asked about first year, so maybe we'll, we'll just talk about it. Yeah. So I would go out with them. Go to the frat parties. I wasn't drinking. I was just hanging out, staying sober, but still enjoying it. I think sophomore year is when it became more different for me. Except one of the things I say is I would go out with one group in the night and find my way hanging out with another group. All people I knew, not just random strangers. But that's the way it should be. Yeah, that was more sophomore year. Freshman year was much more these are the people I'm hanging out with every single night. Mm. But for the first couple of weeks, I was just like on Friday and Saturday nights, I was hanging out in my dorm room just watching TV by myself. Mm. I wasn't comfortable with the party scene, right? We were, we were raised in, I know you were raised, you know, you, I'm not, I'm not going to say you were raised in rural America. You weren't. Lime is urban, even if it's a, I don't know what you, or type of urban you want to call it. So we were raised in a much more strict community where you don't drink. Because everybody knew everybody and you were very, you look like your dad. So everybody knew who you were in a heartbeat. Much more Christian too, I guess. Even the cool kids, definitely conservative, definitely conservative part of the country. Even the, you know, the popular kids in high school, as far as I know, weren't drinking and partying, sure. But it was the, you know, it was more the the kids that were, I don't even know how to word it, less likely to succeed. Those were the kids that were doing the drinking and smoking. So it wasn't until my grades for Cincinnati's in quarters at the time. So four quarters throughout the year. One of those is summer quarter. My grades, the first two quarters for fall, sorry, other way, for fall, it was good. I was like three, five, somewhere in there. I don't know. Uh, A lot of that material was repeat from high school, so you didn't have to try. 
second quarter was less than good. I think it was like two seven, if I remember right. <laughs> and all my roommates are they're drinking, they're partying, and my parents came down on me for having a two seven second quarter. So I went back to school and I was like, you know what? F- it, I'm drinking. <laughs> if I'm gonna get in trouble for having average grades, I'm at least gonna have fun doing it. And then you went back to Toledo after that year. No, it was in Cincinnati for two years. Second year, I uh, with a lot of the guys that I was living with in the hall, got a house. It was a six-bedroom house, and there were seven of us living in it. So two of the guys were sharing, but it was a large attic bedroom that they were sharing. So it wasn't that big of a deal. I had a completely different experience. I found myself my freshman year. So well, well, Don't kid yourself. I found myself. I agree. You probably did. Fi- but it's my, my way of finding myself was different than yours, I think. Yes. And this is where I, why I wanted to talk about this. I remember very vividly that first year because it's where I met, I would say, my best long-term friend I've ever had. But to start back, graduated. I had to work two full-time jobs because I had to pay for college myself. So I worked for this the county at the uh, treatment plant where I had to video all the county sewers to see for cracks and root infiltration and schedule repairs. So that was fun, but it paid really well. I think it paid $25 an hour. It was really easy money. That was a lot of money back then. I know, but it was easy money, and it was 40 40 hours consistent Monday through Friday. And then I worked Arby's third shift, which was always fun, from like 10 at night till 6 in the morning, get a couple hours of sleep, and head into the county. It was great. It kept me out of majority of trouble in the summertime because I didn't have much time other than to sleep. But I remember my first couple day or my first day there. And I'm going to be honest, I smoked in high school and I smoked in college. The first day I got there, my parents dropped me off. They were very quick just to unload me, put me in my room and left. Just basically said bye. We'll see you when we see you. I think it was going to be Thanksgiving when I would see them again. But that day, I unpacked all my boxes that were in my room, and I went down to the back of our dorm, which was Cole Hall at that time, and they had two benches out on, right outside the parking lot, and it was deemed the smoking benches. So all the kids that, again, smoking was a thing back when we were that age. It was just starting to become taboo. It was just starting to become this thing that you didn't publicize. We were still able to smoke indoors. At restaurants. With restaurants, yes. Not in, in your bars. dorm room. Yeah, not in my dorm room. But in bars and restaurants, you were still able to smoke. Mm-hmm. So smoking wasn't as, as socially unacceptable as it is now. So when we went down, I was in the smoking benches, and I met the best group of people ever. And two of those boys are my ride-or-die friends that, that stuck by me through thick and thin. Chewy being still one of my closest friends. I remember orientation. We all went to the same orientation. After orientation, Chewie got invited to a party. And he drugged Scotty and myself down to, uh, I think we went down, I can't remember, is that Wooster? It's not Wooster, Is I'm not thinking the one that's running east and west. I'm thinking the one that runs north, Thurmit, or Thurston? Thurston. Runs north and south. We were walking, the three of us, Scotty on one side, Chewie on the other side, and we just kept, we're the three amigos, we're going to stick together always, and that is a memory I'm going to have for the rest of my life. And Scotty kind of fell off the radar there for a while, but Chewie's always been the closest person. You're not as close as you were then, 
Oh, no, no, and no. I still, I don't know how to put it. He's, yes, definitely still a friend. Definitely still a good friend. Not as close as you'd like to be, or even I would like to be. Right. But as soon as we get together, it's like no time had passed, though. Yes, he's the oldest person that I would still call a friend of yours. Agreed. But those are the boys I met, and they helped me find, uh, I, I'm confident and by myself, we did some really crazy stuff. I mean, water balloon fights in the in the dorms. We would steal the trays from the lunch, the cafeterias, and spray pan and go hallway surfing. I mean, there's so many things that we did that I didn't think were <laughs> cool. But all of those guys ended up being good friends. Chewie's the, the closest one. The thing I remember the most is not having expectations and just trying stuff going out to parties, trying out different alcoholic drinks, but always being with those boys. They were always there with me. I found my group and no matter where we went, they watched out for me. I watched out for them. I think that's the only thing that I can think of to keep with Allie is when she goes to college, you find that group of people that even if you don't ask, they will have your back. They, they have the best in, your best interests at heart all the time, no matter what. I'm a little nervous. She's a little like you. She's socially awkward and not very forthcoming until she gets to know you or figures out if you're trustworthy or not. But when you're in college, you're meeting for people for the first time. You have to put yourself out there a little bit. It's good advice. And then her not being... I'm just excited. It's a big city. So many things to do. I think you are. It was a fun time. If you could live that all over again. Oh, yeah. I would do it on heartbeat. I met you there. Yeah, that was your second year. Oh, I did get a, a job right out of the gate at Polly Eyes. No, you didn't. I thought I did. No, that wasn't until the summer after second year. Was it? Yeah. That's you went and tried that vacuum sales oh, job. God. And then, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, and then after you quit that, then you got the job at Polly Eyes. Right. What would you tell Allie to be open to, or what, what would you suggest for her or advise her based on your experiences? I want to make sure she focuses on her work. This is a good opportunity for her. It's interesting because she's going to be in a large city that has its own risks. So be open to the experiences with your friends and roommates at school. Be leery of the environment outside you. I would also say at school, this is your prime opportunity to lean in to new experiences to develop your artistic ability. Explore those horizons. Push outside your comfort zone, both socially, educationally, and just in general relationships. And enjoy it. There are moments that you will reminisce about later when you're our age that they're just memories and they're feelings. You only live at once. Yeah, I don't think this applies to her. Because I think she's more like you and willing to talk. As much as you're hesitant, I think she's more willing to talk to people than you're giving her credit for. But for me, as, again, as socially awkward as I might be until I get to know you, it was worse before. And alcohol helped me through that. <laughs> it's a social lubricant. And you can do some learning and some growth through it as well. It's not all bad. Agreed. There's a point where it's bad. Like COVID bad. Well, I don't know. We had a whole episode on that. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Alcohol... It's not all good, but I would argue alcohol helped me become a better person. And I also think we've given her the opportunity to experience it in a safe environment. So she knows what bad looks like. She's seen both of us really drunk. It's time for the final sip. Tonight's question is, when I look at a photo of my younger self. Voter. Voter? <laughs> Voter. All right. 
Tonight's question is, when I look at a photo of my younger self, dot, dot, dot. So the interpretation is, I feel, I think, any age. Any just, age? Just younger. When I look at a photo of myself from elementary school, I look like a complete dork. Whoever decided that bangs were a good thing on little girls, and then, and then they have a tight roll of those bangs that go from the ears all the way across the forehead to the other set of ears or other ear of your set, is stupid. Don't ever get bangs. They look horrible, especially on little girls. No, I've seen your younger photos. The bangs aren't the problem. <laughs> there was a problem with me when I was little? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the same problem I had. We both had the giant Coke bottle glasses. Oh, yeah, that's right. No sense of style. Yeah, true. Which I've clearly spent the rest of my life trying to rectify. I think you can definitely see the phases of life. When I was in college, I could eat whatever I wanted, drink whatever I wanted, do whatever I wanted, and my body still looked banging. It was banging. Mm -hmm. And then after I had Allie, I seriously couldn't eat or drink or do whatever I wanted anymore because it came on so quick, so hard, and I've been paying for it ever since. You look at a picture of your younger self from college? College and first year or two of marriage. Where I feel like, that's a sexy lady. Okay. What would you tell her? Eat healthy. All the time. Don't fast food it. All the time. Don't sneak snacks. All the time. Okay. And there was a learning. Yeah. For both of us. I mean, that's the thing. Oh, don't eat your feelings. Okay. Your mom cooked every single meal for your family growing up, right? And your mom learned to cook for a family that was working on the farm who needed a lot of caloric intake, right? To just survive. And that clearly changed in her own household. The cooking habits didn't change. The cooking habits were passed on down. My family was not that way, but it also wasn't, there wasn't a focus on low calorie, low carb, healthy meals like we have now. And where I'm going is it was a learning process. It took a few years before we figured out, oh, this is the way we should be eating. And I think it's, I think everyone needs to be open and honest and critical, able to be critical of themselves to be able to do that growth. Agreed. All right. So if I looked at a photo of my younger self from elementary school, it would be, it would be have some style, but also it was interesting because that was growing up in the eighties. The mullet has come back. Yeah, it has. That's a separate conversation. Okay. But it was growing up in the eighties. Growing up in a country school, we didn't know anything that wasn't on TV. Like, we've been watching Friends, right? I would say Friends shaped style for the 90s. Agreed. And that's that's where style came from for us in high school. It was Agreed. Whereas now we have the internet and you can find whatever you want, do whatever you want. That sounds weird the way I phrased it, not do whatever you want. I'll uh, do what I want. <laughs> if I looked at a photo of myself from high school, it would be stop worrying so much. Stop trying to be perfect, do all the right things, say all the right things. Just relax and go with the flow. Which is what I think I learned in college with alcohol. You really find yourself in college. Yeah. You can shape who you want to be. Nobody knows you. That's a scary thing, but also really great with Allie. She will be a different person in a couple of years. It's still the same to some extent. I'm actually looking forward to it. I love Allie. I like who she's turning into. But again, I think she's shaped by you and I and our friends and our habits. So if she gets her own, what's it going to be like? I'm a little envious that she's going to live in the heart of such a major city. Oh, I know, right? (laughs) I hope she understands the opportunity she has. Yeah, like Columbus is not a city I would want to live in the heart of. 
No. There's, because we don't have the public transportation. Agreed. All right. I think the only other place, if, if I looked at photos of me right before and then when we did get married, it would be similar. It would be, dude, what are you eating? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to be clear, I don't think we've ever talked about it on any previous episode. I was 200 pounds at six feet tall or 5'11", and now I weigh 160. We've heard you been referenced as a DILF. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the beard. The beard made it. Oh, yeah, that's the thing. That's the rule. We're not allowed to finish the podcast if the wine's not gone. My wine's not gone yet. What do you want to talk about? Boobs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I guess that's it for us tonight. Until next time, remember, size matters. Nobody likes a small glass of wine. Dude, you dropped butt in the bed the other day. <laughs> <laughs> like, I rolled over and it just like, into my face. I'm just like, what the hell? <laughs> Guten Abend, wie geht's? Daka, daka, daka. Is that the wrong number? No. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Kaiser Babu. Happy birthday, big guy. <laughs> Say thank you for the. You told him my nickname? Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Wait a minute. Is this Keith Yancey? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Kurt Yancey? Kurt Yancey. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, no party, just quiet evening here tonight. All right, we'll be right over. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Love you guys. Yep, thank you. See you Sunday. Yep, bye. Bye. <laughs>